Preseason football has finally arrived, and we are not going to talk about it at all. Because here's here's the thing. So we th- this show has been for the longest time listed as a sports and entertainment podcast, and if you've been listening for a long time, then you know that we lean heavily in one direction. We lean towards sports. But given the fact that it, preseason football just started, we're not at the regular season yet, everything going forward pretty much until February is going to be about the NFL, and then the NBA is going to start, and then playoff baseball is going to be here in a little bit. So we're going to have so – we're almost going to have too many different sports to talk about. We figured that today – We would do a little bit of an entertainment episode just to switch things up for you guys, for us, just to do something, something different, something that we don't always do. We do, Sam and I both, we love watching movies. We try to watch as many series as we can, documentaries, all that stuff. When we, you know, we got the amount of opinions that we have on sports, we, we do have the same volume when it comes to the, the world of entertainment. So we're going to, we're going to spend some time there for the next hour and uh, Sam, um, I have no idea where we're going to start. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, Jason. We're going to have to pull a rabbit out of this hat. Yeah, no, I think so too. And uh, actually, on the note of animals, I let me let me just say, um, we we being my girlfriend, myself, and my sister, because my, my sister just moved up here recently and is now living with Bree and I. Um, we just um, adopted a second cat. And I, I will say that the the there is no honeymoon phase right now between our current cat and the new cat. Um, our our current cat Stevie, our first one, is uh, having a little bit of uh, trouble adjusting to the fact that there is a, a little kitten in the house now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, as as somebody who who has lived with um, a dog and a cat at the same time, that being you, uh, do you have any advice for me? <laughs> I don't know. Cats are, they're either super independent or at the same time needing all the attention in the world. And I know that, that Stevie has really demanded your guys' attention. So it's going to be interesting to really balance that with another creature that's kind of vying for that. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a bloodbath. Man, dude. So like Stevie's, I like we've, we just, we just brought, home a baby gate so we're we're leaving the door open so that they they can kind of look at each other and stevie very much i mean she is independent but she very much um likes to be where we are and and doing what we're doing and all that other stuff and from time to time she'll go away and this new cat honestly i i was a little bit worried because um you know she's a kitten and i kind of expected that maybe she'd be a little bit afraid when she saw stevie and she'd go hide and everything but honestly she's she doesn't seem to care at all about stevie see which honestly thank goodness for that because stevie will come around the corner they'll she'll make a bunch of weird noises they'll kind of hiss at each other a little bit but it's mainly stevie who's driving that interaction and then this other cat is just kind of rolling around like she doesn't know any better she's like three months old she only weighs she doesn't even weigh three pounds she's so small um and she's just an absolute goofball. Like every time you play with her, instead of like using her paws and stuff to like kind of grab stuff, she'll just like jump on everything, throw her body around, do like cartwheels and everything. It's hilarious. 
she's great. I just I I really hope that our that Stevie decides to come around on this because this cat is is really really cool. I will say. Are we are we um, sticking with the name? So then the adoption name was Tartar Sauce. That was her name. Um, and Nat- it is Natalie's cat. She she um, transferred the money over to Bree. So technically it is now Natalie's cat. And she is rolling right now with the name Zena. Um, so I just keep calling her Z. Uh, Bree and I were actually on the side of keeping Tartar Sauce as the name. <laughs> um, I'm on that side. I, I like Tartar Sauce. I know it started, it really started to grow on us. Like at first it was like, but the more that we didn't have a name for it when she showed up. So we just kept calling her tartar sauce. And the more that we did, I was like, this is just really funny. Like, I feel like we should just keep it. (laughs) And Brie was, uh, Brie was on board with that too. Natalie was not, I suggested the name like Penelope, maybe like Penny for short. Um, nobody seemed to, nobody seemed to jump on that. Um, there wasn't really any other names that were thrown around. But yeah, super small. It's so weird holding a full adult cat um, who is who's not uh, not skinny by any means, and then uh, picking up a, a kitten who's like three months old and doesn't even weigh three pounds yet. It's very weird. I feel like I'm gonna break her every time I hold her. <laughs> yeah, I remember when um, our cat now when she we got her when it, she was a kitten, and it was she's just a fragile creature. Yeah, you got to be so careful where she is i know and yeah we finally brought her out she in the living room she crawled underneath our couch and just kind of hid there for a while (laughs) we eventually got her out she's so so small Uh, but she's great she's very very sweet so i'll uh i'll keep having some updates about that throughout throughout the next couple months we'll see we'll see what ends up happening all right so let's start with a movie that both of us have seen. So we're going to, we're going to start with some movies. Um, There are a lot of movies out in theaters right now. You have Oppenheimer, you have the last voyage of the Demeter, you have Barbie. I think in certain theaters, sound of freedom is still out. Um, TMNT is out. There's the Meg just released. I think in certain theaters, again, haunted mansion is still making rounds. Um, there was a horror movie that came out called Talk to Me, which has done really, really, really well. That's, That's still out. Super creepy. I know. A <laughs> um, lot, of, lot of interesting movies still in theaters right now. Um, and I'm actually looking at my cinema, I mean, my Cinemark app, and um, it looks like Mission Impossible is still, still hanging around in certain theaters as well, which was an awesome movie. Um, but one of them, that, the first one that we'll talk about is perhaps – the biggest out of all of those, the one that became the highest grossing comedy of all time, uh, crossed the one billion mark, is uh, Barbie. And if you look up Barbie on Google, the entire screen goes pink, and then you have the option of uh, setting off fireworks. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> very interesting. It seems like everybody has leaned in to this movie. I'll let you open up with your thoughts about Barbie. Yeah, you know what? It definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I, I expected it to be a full-on uh, comedy that just p- really was honestly more for kids because Barbies, they're a toy that kids play with. I know they've been around for so long. Our parents played with Barbies, and then even our generation had Barbies, and this generation, like, they've transcended so many generations 
Um, I honestly thought with that sort of being the subject of a kid's toy, it was going to be catered towards kids. But I, I that could not be farther from the truth. This movie is for a more headier, more adult audience. Um, and really, I, I just, I love how it's so well done. I think everything was done um, with so much love and so much, um, everything was done for a reason with this movie. And I think it just played so well. You have great performances um, throughout, but it's not just carried with uh, Margot Robbie as the star and uh, Ryan Gosling as the, the lead Ken, but there's just so much with the story and everyone has moments to really shine in this movie. Um, and it's, it's playing with a, with a sort of topic and a sort of theme that's um, could be taken maybe in a controversial way with the, this uh, with gender and the gender norms and uh, where we are as a society today. And it's sort of the commentary that, that, that this movie plays on that um, could be taken in different ways. But I think with the overwhelming profit that this movie has made and the, I mean, the positive, completely positive feelings that people are giving to her. I think this movie's been a huge, huge success. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think recently it was actually kind of review bombed by a lot of people um, because the fact that it is a feminist film. Um, and I, that's really honestly a shame because it's an outstanding movie. It's so good. It's so good. And I think part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much was it was very self-aware of exactly what it was. Like you're making a movie about Barbie. Seems like maybe a bizarre concept. I could understand and not a bizarre concept from the standpoint of, Oh, let's make a movie about Barbie. But like, like I, I could understand, I could see it being something like, um, like there was a movie that recently came out called um, Tetris. And you're not making a you're not making a movie necessarily about the game Tetris. You're making a movie about the creation of that game. Same thing when it comes to like um, a movie about like Steve Jobs. You're sort of making a movie about the creation of Apple, but you're not making a, a movie about Apple. So I could see a, a vein in which a movie was being made about the creation of Barbie, but this was totally different. This was you're going to have Barbie being an actual character. She's going to come into the real world. It seems like a totally like bonkers concept, and it totally leaned into the fact that it was just a a weird a weird concept in a weird movie, and that made it infinitely more funnier than I thought it was going to be. Um, the jokes were on point. Um, I mean, for anybody who hasn't seen it, you can you can uh, you can skip this part, um, but or pretty much all of it going forward now. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, when it, there was a part in the movie where it broke the fourth wall, where Margot Robbie is sitting there and she's complaining about the fact that she like she doesn't feel pretty anymore, and then the voice of the director breaks in. The movie pauses and she goes, "No, to the director, Margot Robbie's not the person to cast when you're saying this mm -hmm. line." <laughs> And yep. just, yeah, like little stuff like that was just littered throughout the movie. Or, you know, in the, the opening scene when she's like having breakfast, she's like pouring herself um, some, a drink, but there's nothing coming out. She's going to eat, but she doesn't actually eat anything. All this, there were so many small little jokes that's, that made it seem like they were so self-aware of what they were making. 
Um, like they didn't take themselves too seriously. Um, like some of the dialogue was just really corny, but that's what made it funny because that was, that was kind of the point of the whole thing. Um, it was, it was outstanding. And Ryan Gosling did really well. Um, he's hilarious. And it, I know he does a lot of serious movies, but man, he's done really well in some comedies. This movie and my, one of my favorite comedies of all time is a movie called the nice guys. Mm -hmm. And that's with Russell Crowe. And he is the absolute star of that movie. Um, and it was just, it was nice to see him in a, in this type of, uh, this type of comedy again, because he's so good at it. Yeah. Is he almost underrated at this point? I know that's kind of crazy to think. Like as a comedic actor? I think just as an actor in general. I don't I think don't, he's I don't like think that so. main, that top tier of actors that you think of, but he. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like he hasn't put a bad foot forward in his well, career so far. I mean, he's I mean, he's been the star of a lot of movies. Like recent, like you go back to 2017, he was the star of Blade Runner. Like that's a big La La Land. I mean, I uh, the place beyond the, the place beyond the pines. Um, he wasn't a big part in Remember the Titans, but he was in Remember the Titans. He had the. the oh, he's a huge part. part. Oh no! Wait, hang on. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My no, bad, I mean, my he wasn't. Bad, my bad. He wasn't that big, but. I remember that that uh, like a meme was going around like yes. oh remember this guy got this guy was the same guy that got burned um, uh, in like the first game that mm-hmm. was played in Remember Titans. Um, he he had his he was a star of a movie called The First Man uh, in 2018. Like he's he's had a lot of a lot of big movies that he's been front and I mean hell the Nice Guys. Um, I honestly I think that movie went went flew way under the radar i know blue valentine did really well um so i don't think he's underrated um as an actor i think he's underrated as a comedic actor more than anything because you because when i think of ryan gosling for me like blade runner comes to mind la la land comes to mind um first man and for me definitely the nice guys but i don't know if for most people the nice guys is one of the movies that comes right to the forefront of their mind even the place beyond the pines like that movie did really really well um but he he's so good at being funny i mean even last year he was in that uh the movie with um chris evans um the great man man. yeah uh which he was great in. he i actually really liked his uh his character he was like a john wick-esque character from a standpoint of he didn't talk a ton um but yeah, I don't think he's underrated as a as an actor in general. I think he's underrated as a comedic actor. He's so funny, so funny. I just don't. I I don't think he's in that. Like I don't think he's on the same level as the the Chris's, the Hollywood Chris's, or the or Tom Cruise or Brad. Pitt. I think those are like it. And I know it's there's something it's something you can't measure, but it in my head it's like he's just underneath <clears throat> that. Even though, like you said, he's been in all these great works. He even got he got nominated for an Oscar for La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like I completely agree. I, I think he's going forward should be the guy that's like, oh, we're casting the male lead. Man, Ryan Gosling should probably be on the top of that list. Well, Ryan Gosling actually he's won um he's won two Oscars. Um he won Best Actor in twenty seventeen and then two thousand seven. I'm looking it up right now. No uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, he has two two Academy Awards, five Golden Globes, um, and one BAFTA Award. Oh, BAFTA. <clears throat> I mean, that's life-changing. I know, right? <laughs> um, so... I, I think he I think he gets the credit uh, he deserves. Uh, he, but in terms of not getting enough credit in the move in the movie itself, I think uh, Michael Sarah's character Alan, <laughs> every scene that he was in, he had the funniest lines. Yeah, that was perfect casting. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I freaking love Michael Sarah. He's so funny, and like you're right, that was perfect casting for him. He did. He played that part. Like and I know it was very small, but just his delivery on things is mm-hmm. is perfect. And this is gonna sound like I'm minimizing Michael Sir, but to me he kind of plays that same sort of character. Yes. In like the best movie, like in Juno, he was kind of that character in um, Scott Pilgrim. First, this the is the end. Yeah, like he's playing this, the same guy. Super bad, much. even. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, which is not a bad thing, because I think it was perfect for this role. And then when he goes out and beats up all the Kens, at the end, it's like, oh, okay, Alan. <laughs> yeah, that was that was outstanding. Everybody in this movie was cast perfectly well. I mean, um, like, Will Ferrell, I thought, did really well. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh, how do you pronounce? I don't want to mispronounce his name. Um the guy who plays uh, Shang-Chi. Um, oh, gosh. I don't want to butcher his name. I have it right here in front of me, but I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Um, well, he should be in a lot more things now because he was awesome in Shang-Chi. He was, he was funny in this. He was outstanding. I mean, yeah, he was really – as the rival to Ryan Gosling. I mean, all the Kens, no matter – like, they, for gosh sakes, they didn't even have different names. Like mm-hmm. talk about taking the ego out of it. They all were in. They were all actors that I've seen before in a lot of stuff, and they were all awesome. Yeah, I. Um, well, I had a train of thought, and it just ran away from me. So hopefully oh, that'll left, come. I left the station. Yeah, so hopefully that'll come back to me. Gosh, um, that happens. Kate McKinnon's character was really, uh, really funny. The weird Barbie. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> she, she was great. Kate's hilarious, and I mean everything she does. Um, if you've been watching Saturday Night Live, then you know that. Um, she was outstanding. I just, I mean, I, I, I really have. Is it the greatest movie ever made? No, but I mean, is it probably? Is it well, actually, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, but is it? Is it worth watching? Absolutely. Is it really funny? Absolutely. I'd, I'd mean, I'd give it like an eight or a nine for sure. Yeah, I think, I think you, you nailed it when you first were talking about like it's, are there stupid lines in it? Yeah. But I think that was the point, mm-hmm. which is a lot better than a movie that's taking itself way too seriously. Yes. And the script is just awful. Like this had dumb things but the characters were supposed to be dumb right exactly exactly when you have when you have um movies that do take themselves way too seriously or movies that maybe feel like they need to be more serious but aren't um or have like tonal switches like i i even had a couple problems with 
I mean, I actually thought the newest Guardians of the Galaxy movie was outstanding. It might it, it might be my favorite one. Um, I'd have to see it again. Yeah, um, but there were a couple there were a couple instances in um, in that movie where the tone shifted so fast, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> so we're back to be so we we just were super serious, and now we're now we're back to comedy. Okay, that was pretty abrupt. Um, but but animal cruelty just happened. On the I last scene. dude, it, it was okay. yeah, it was. Drax, it was, Drax I'm going to not need you to make a joke here. Exactly, to... exactly. You know exactly what scene I'm talking about too, because there was a a pretty drastic tonal shift um, right in the middle of that movie after all the animals had died, and then yeah, they switched back to Drax and Mantis bickering. It was like I'm in tears, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was sort of the point to just try to sort of relief um i will i will say one thing so the big because barbie and oppenheimer were coming out at the same at the same night right uh, same, same, same week yeah yeah same week so like a bunch of people decided to watch both after seeing both of them i don't know how people did that that is a full day's shift <laughs> right because you feel Oppenheimer's length. Mm-hmm. So I think Jen and I were talking about because we've we've now seen both of them, and I think we said you have to see Oppenheimer first, then Barbie. That makes sense. Because if you go the other way, you're just you're not going to make it through Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. That's what we felt. No, that makes uh that makes sense. I mean, it's a very very serious movie. I still haven't made it to it yet. We were supposed to go today, but we dedicated the day to uh, to trying to make our cats friends. And uh, I mean, that went okay. <laughs> um, but I get that. I mean, you you go from a super serious movie that some people before it was coming out were even calling kind of like a horror movie almost. Um, oh, in yeah. ways. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about it when you see it. I mean, it there are some there's some parts where it's like d- directing choices that not it's not like things that characters do. It's like things that they've done in editing and production. That's like, oh whoa, okay, that right. kind of freak you out. Right. Yeah. No. We're we're gonna try to get to it this week. So hopefully, hopefully we can because school's coming up the following week. Um, so we're going to try to get to it this week, and yeah, we can talk about it after that. But um, no, I get that. I mean, you go from a really tough movie to watch um, to a lighthearted comedy. I get that. I get that. That makes sense. It's just a lot. That's a lot of sitting more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, and really weird. We were in a theater. I thought most theaters have gone to the nice big recliner chairs. Mm-hmm. The In Barbie, it was like the prototypical theater 10 years ago. Like, yeah, our movie theater up in Chico is the same way. Oh, uh, I I legit was telling Jen, I'm like, oh no, we're gonna be fine. Like we're gonna have recliners, we're gonna climb back, and then boom, we get into a theater. Uh, the movie theater didn't have any food because they sold everything out in the weekend before <laughs> because funny. Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. So like that's part of the movie going experience, getting yeah. the snacks, eating like trash while sitting and watching. Then we go and see Oppenheimer, which is a three and a half hour movie. The AC in our theater alone was out. 
Nice. So we are baking <laughs> in that theater. <laughs> oh god, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Is it? Does that sound all? Usually in a theater, you have to let you should bring a blanket because they they're pumping AC in there. Yeah, but we have a full theater full of people just breathing hot air. And it is baking. I wore sweatpants that day. I had to roll up my sweatpants. Oh, that's awful. Because it was so hot. That's awful. (laughs) That is awful. I've never had that happen before. I've never had that happen. Yeah, it was like, it was perfect. We like, they ripped up our ticket and was like, oh, by the way, like theater three or whatever, it doesn't have AC. Like, if that's a problem, just let us know. And we were like, um... We're like, well, we're not sure yet. <laughs> we'll let you know in a couple minutes. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Oh, man. Why are we still showing movies in there? Exactly. <laughs> like, wait, can you, can you guys put some fans in there or something? Like, I don't... Like, I don't... Yeah. I've never had that happen. But no, our theater's exactly the same. There's no... Um, there's no reclining seats. And I actually don't oh. mind it too much because I feel like certain reclining chairs in theaters are almost more uncomfortable than they should be. Um, especially if they don't go back super far, if they're kind of just sort of a straight up, but you can put your feet out. I find that over time that doesn't get soup. It becomes less comfortable. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know when our, our theater up here is gonna, is gonna catch up to the times. I don't, the one thing I will say about this theater up here that I enjoy is the fact that, and I don't know if it's a product of the area, but normally our theater is never super busy. Now you have like a big weekend releases or like big gigantic, like, like for Barbie, it was packed. But for the most part, for movies that I would sit there and go, Oh, I feel like this is going to be really busy. Most of the time it's not. And that's really nice for somebody like myself who goes to the movies on a weekly basis and having theaters not be super crowded. That's always nice. I will say. So I'll take yeah. a quieter theater over uh, that doesn't have reclining seats over a crowded theater that does. So, well, it's just gonna have AC. That's the one. Act. Yeah, AC, you know, I never again. I that's something that I've never experienced. But I'll just default and say, yeah, I would. I would expect it to have AC, <laughs> or I would hope that it has AC. <laughs> so, but you liked Oppenheimer. Yes. Yeah, I liked both. Where would you? I mean, you've seen a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies. What would you say it might be? Is that his oh, highest? Man. Is that his best? Oh, I don't. You can't really compare them all because they're most of them are in they're different very genres. different. Yeah. Um, like you can't really compare the Prestige to Oppenheimer or the. I don't Dark know. I've Knight. seen I've seen Inception more. I think I've seen the Interstellar more. Um, and this one, like those are are both like they're not based in reality this one is it's a historical like novel novel <laughs> historical story mm-hmm. about so it's like it's it's just different i think the cast in this one is absolutely crazy yeah the amount like, of people that are in that movie <laughs> the amount of the amount of big stars that have that are in like a couple scenes is actually crazy Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think gives this movie a little more gravitas but you kind of get that always in Christopher Nolan films well people want to work with him yeah yeah dude's pretty talented I think he's he's alright 
He's all right. He's he's done pretty well for himself. He's probably up and coming. Yeah, yeah. You guys, as a matter of fact, we keep we keep mentioning Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Like you guys know who he is, dude. In case you haven't heard of him, I would look him up. Yeah, this he's, little little known director. Yeah, he's got a couple films. Um, a couple films that you guys might know. I mean, yeah. The Dark Knight. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I would check it out. It's fairly decent. It's got a got a uh, got a villain you might like. So. So, ooh, perfect. So, Jason. Mm-hmm. I know we're we're winging this, so I'm. I just ran through our list of ideas. Best villain actor slash actress. So, an actor or actress that you most think of as playing a villain. I'm gonna give you my top five. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for this? And then I, you know, was putting it together just the last ten minutes, so. I I can't really. I don't know if I want to move them in and out in order, but I'm going to stick with this, okay? Okay. So number five, and this is like there is. I was looking at lists, and it's like, yeah, you have um, Jack Nicholson, who's played a bunch of villains. You have um, uh, like a couple. Um, uh, gosh, Robert De Niro has played a lot of villains, but I, when I think of them, I don't think of them immediately as a villainous character. Like okay. they have roles that they were obviously great as villains, but then there's also a lot of roles where they were not. Right. So I don't immediately think of them as being a villain. Right. Um, so our first one is going to be, let's see if I can find his name. Okay. Perfect. Um, it's going to be Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. All right. So he's General Zod. He was the uh, villain in, um, in a uh, shape of shape of water. Mm-hmm. Right. Overall, I think he's he pretty much plays a bad dude all the time. Even in Knives Out, was kind of a dick in that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he, I think he just when I think of just a dude that is going to give you a hard time. He plays that perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Any about that one? Definitely. No, I I like Michael Shannon a lot, and General Zod is one of my favorite um, favorite villains of all time. Like in in like superhero movies, like one of the best superhero villains ever, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's introduced pretty late in that movie, probably right at the start of the halfway point of that movie and then well he's i mean i'm sorry he's at the very beginning but then introduced reintroduced back in to the context of superman halfway through that movie Mm -hmm. and he's just he's a big yeller man the guy can (laughs) yell he's got some pipes on him (laughs) yes he does i will find him right like could you imagine anyone saying that line no anyone else no 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 and you know what? The superhero and that movie doesn't get enough credit in general. Yep. Um that <laughs> the one of man, I'm gonna say it again, like one of my favorite lines in the superhero movie was um was from that movie, and that's when Superman comes flying in after Zod is like interrogating his mother and he just pounds him into the ground. Like Superman comes flying in. Um it's just 
beating him to shreds and (laughs) he's yelling at him like you think you can threaten my mother and then just keeps going and then throws him into a train (laughs) it is just one of the great entrances uh you'll see in in a superhero movie for sure yeah zach schneider superman definitely had some mommy issues but at number four hey yeah in sam's list anthony hopkins yeah silence of the lambs that's 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 right. Yeah, uh, Played play too well. Kind of creepy, creepy he's, dude. I know yeah, he's, he's always a bad guy. Yeah, he, he you know, he was mentor Zorro and Zorro. And, that, and Zorro has a, uh, gosh, Mask of Zorro has a special place in my heart. Dude, same. <laughs> I watched that movie. So that along with Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Oh, my gosh. Now we're, that was on my DVD <laughs> right there. <laughs> so good. Um, you could say what was, what was his name? Who's who's the who's um, uh, Dead Eye or whatever his name is? Bullseye. Bullseye. In Daredevil. In oh. Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> um, He's in Total Recall too. He's in a lot of stuff. He's uh, in Horrible Bosses. Colin Farrell. That's right. Yeah, love him. Mm-hmm. He's outstanding. If you guys, one of my favorite movies of him. Uh, of all time is a movie called uh, The Lobster. It's a really weird sort of dry comedy, but it's it's outstanding. Isn't he um, isn't he fat in that one? Doesn't no. he like gain weight for that? Mm-mm. He's the penguin in uh, oh, yeah. the newer Batman movie. Okay. So next one, Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, I was going to say, any list that you're making of this that does not include <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen um, has to be, has to be on, uh, on like, yeah. yeah, 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 he has to be on any list that you make of villains. He's always, like, I mean, just recently, he played a villain. He was the villain in Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, he was uh, Grindelwald, he, um, I know that. No, it's not like a great distinction, but he was—he was the villain. Yeah, he uh, was. He's the villain in Doctor Strange. Can't again, kind of a forgettable Marvel villain name-wise, but I think he looked pretty menacing in that movie. Um, he got to play Hannibal Lecter on TV, um, and he was uh, Le Chief in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. the name, which. I mean that interrogation scene alone in that movie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh man, just makes it. And it, he's unfortunately just he has that look, you know. And I think he's played good guy. Like I, I loved him in, um, uh, the the Star Wars standalone movie, uh, Rogue One. Loved yep. him in Rogue One. Was definitely not a villain in that. Like a, just a loving father in that. But as a villain. I think he really stands out. There are two people who, if you do not have on on your list, I will have gripes with. Two like people. two more. Yes, I think I got them, dude. Don't worry. Okay, I, I'll I'll see because there are two. Well, actually, well, actually, no. There's a couple names on this list. That, that, <laughs> so we'll see because well, I've got uh, I've got a list up in front of me that I, I as I continue to go down, I'm like, oh well, yeah. So next one's going to be Har- Javier Bardem. Yep. Yep, I mean, you go to No Country for Old Men, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's you, and even in a uh, woman. He, I mean, uh, no, not woman, mother. He was the villain in Mother too. Um, yeah, but No Country for Old Men is definitely, definitely the one. 
well, I, lo- I loved him in Skyfall, but yeah, no country for man. He's just, oh yeah, he's just murdering people. Yeah, he's just killing people, and then probably, I, I don't even know if you can say this. This number one villain is really playing an act, is really acting at this point because he turned out to be a real life villain. But Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey, okay. Um, I have some gripes with your list. No, um, for what? No, I have some gripes with your list. You, I, I think, I think you missed a couple, a couple very, um, very obvious choices. Um, so let me let me give you let me give you a few. So the Anthony Hopkins thing, yes, for sure. But let me give you a couple names who you missed on your list. Okay. So I'm for, one for five, is what you're saying? Yeah. So let me let me let me, <laughs> let me, let me re, list off the names again. Go down it again. So at number one, I have Kevin Spacey, which okay. you didn't even you didn't even acknowledge. No, because I don't think he's number one. I don't think he should he be is. number one. No, I don't he think is. so. <laughs> no, he's okay. Gross. I, just wait till I rattle some names off. Go ahead. Go no, again. He's gross. Okay, Javier Bardem. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Mads Mikkelsen. That's fine. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Okay, and I guess you have a problem with Michael Shannon. Okay, well, so here's the thing. Um, it's not necessarily the names on your list are wrong. It's I think you missed a couple big names that probably would usurp those people. So let me let me give you a few, okay? So okay. so here we go. Um, how about how about Christopher Waltz? Chris Oh, you you're talking um I'm talking, in, I'm talking in Glorious Bastards. Christopher Waltz plays villains like all the time. He was the villain inspector as well. Um, he was awful. He was awful inspector. He was not awful inspector. <laughs> the villain was awful. He was not. <laughs> so that, that was bad. That's why it didn't come to mind. He was bad. Okay, whatever. Um, so Christopher Waltz, I feel like, um, should be on that. How about uh, Giancarlo Esposito? Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Mandalorian, The Boys. He was the villain in Far Cry oh, Six. Yeah, yeah. My man is always the villain, and not only is he As always a, that's like recent. That's like last like eight. Breaking Bad is not recent. <laughs> last ten years. Oh, he is the villain, and not only is he the villain, he's the same villain in every single thing that he does, and he's outstanding at it. He's so it, good. It, like, is he? What was? Uh, Ma, Did, was he Moth Talkin or something? Okay, first of all, have you seen Moth Breaking Gideon, Bad? Moth Gideon. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No, that's why he didn't okay. put him on my list. Have you seen Better Call Saul? No. Okay, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I put them on my list? So I don't want – you need to watch those because you're missing out. Okay. Okay. Got, got, another, got another one for you. All right. Okay. What about – what about Ralph Phineas? Lord Voldemort, Schindler's I List, I Clash of the Titans, him. The Menu. All four Was of them. Is he those. a villain? Is he a villain? No, 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 I'm sorry. Because he, he was Hades, right, in Clash of the Titans? Yes. Would he? That was... I can't remember the plot of that movie, he's to a be villain. honest. He's a villain of the first movie, <laughs> and he does have... He's a villain in the second movie, but has a little bit of a, a redemption arc in the second movie. But Honestly, because I couldn't remember image in Schindler's List. It, I think I've only seen, seen Schindler's List once. Is that Stevie? Yeah, she's there? coming. Yeah, she's coming to say hello. Every time I sit at my computer, she always seems to 
to find her way on my lap. I, th- I considered him just for Lord Voldemort alone. I mean, you're talking about yeah, Voldemort was in six of the eight Harry Potter movies, I want to say. So just that that amount of quantity and volume alone so kind of give him that edge but it, I, he has some great he has some great like non-villain roles definitely definitely um i love i love ralph finney's he's he is an outstanding actor i and he does and he does play uh the good guy and the bad guy both very well but i think his most famous roles are definitely well his most famous role is definitely lord voldemort um uh, i'll give you somebody else who's got in terms of volume uh, quite a quite a bit of movies as a villain. Uh, Hugo Weaving. So you got him playing Red Skull. You got him in V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. You have he was the voice of Megatron in the first three um, mm-hmm. uh, Transformers movies, and then you have him at his most famous as Agent Smith in The Matrix. Yep. Yeah, definitely considered him. Um, was, and then he was an honorable mention. You didn't you didn't listen for the honor, honorable mention. And then what about uh, what about William Defoe? Yeah, again. But that's like the one. Who am I bumping out, Jason? I, <laughs> I, well, it's one of those things. I, I, excuse me as I move my, as I move my cat away from uh, um, the other, the other cat for a second. Cause gotta, <coughs> gotta make sure that they, uh, they, they play nice. Um, who are you bumping out? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> He's bad. He's a bad guy. He's I know he's a bad one. guy. <laughs> Alan Rickman. I thought about yeah, he was he was on the list. I had to bump him out for uh, Mads. Die Hard, yeah, Harry Potter. So, um, all right, well, so I, I like this exercise. So let me let me flip it on you. I'll I'll give you a list of my own. I'll give you a okay. list of my own. But um, and you I, thought we couldn't fill this episode? Well, I wasn't this is, sure. This is just great great action right here uh, yeah i so let me let me we'll stick with the theme of uh villains but i will give you the five best performances from good guy actors who played bad guys okay how, how about that and now, good guy actors that's a very objective thing just people very... just people who you see who you would normally associate with playing with playing good guys who have played a lot of good guys in their career um and it's not necessarily based on what i think the um like i took two things into account here one how bad their bad guy was and two <laughs> um how many times they've played good guys in movies cuz certain people like you always associate with the good guy, like always. Yep. yep. Um, and so for them to take a villainous turn might be kind of, um, might be kind of a shock. Um, yep. So it's not no, necessarily like saying, this. yeah, not necessarily saying what I think is the, the greatest, um, like good guy, bad guy performance of all time. Um, Cause I think you could, you could make an argument that he, cause Heath Ledger played a couple good guys in his career. Um, yeah. But my his favorite uh, performance of his is uh, Knight's Tale. Is a nice tale, yeah. So, and then, yeah. So, I mean, he he would be he would be the first person that I would think of, but I, I kept him off the list um, just because. He's just, yeah, he's a tough one. Yeah, he's he's tough. So, all right. So here you go. <clears throat> um, and these are these are like movies where uh, the the person who is playing the bad guy 
who's normally a good guy, but their performance in this movie was like standout in said movie. So okay, a lot I have of a couple. Things... I'm gonna write down a couple names that I think happen to be there. Um, okay, you go. You can okay, continue. Okay, so this first one uh, is an older movie, but it is somebody who is always he's associated yeah, pretty much. Start. He's uh, pretty, pretty <laughs> much associated with one role. Pretty much okay. associated with one role, uh, but he has played a. He's been in a crap ton of movies, and he's usually always the good guy. So let me give you the very first Terminator movie and Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Because if you remember, yep. in the first movie, he was actually the bad guy. Not now yeah. the second one, he's a good guy. But in the first one, he for sure was the bad guy. How about um, how about in the eighth one? Is he still a bad guy or a good guy? I think know? he's a good guy at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I stopped watching after the third. But... Um. So let me get. Let me give you number so, five. So Go ahead. I would. Because Term- Terminator was his first big movie, wasn't it? Was it not? Um. I don't know. It, it certainly. I think was, was that the movie before that... Predator. Before, uh, um, like Total Recall. Let me pull it before, up. Um, because I would argue that he was known for Terminator at that time. So, so that would make so him... Terminator. Terminator came out in 1984. Yeah. Um, Conan came out before that in 19 in 1984 that same year, but also 1982. Um. Predator came out in 1987, so that was after. Total Recall came out after. And then Terminator 2 uh, came out in 1981. So I'd almost argue, Jason, that Arnold, Schnor- <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Snort- Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger was a villainous actor at that point. Conan the Destroyer was not a... Um... Yeah, but that was one movie. He's most... He'd be most... He, like the his popularity skyrocketed from Terminator. Yeah. Okay. So maybe his first movie, he was a villain. But if you if you go through like all of the movies after that, he's a good guy. He's a he's a good guy in all of the Terminators going but forward. Thought, after isn't, that, isn't, aren't these roles? These are villainous roles by actors who were most thought of as good guy actors or yes it doesn't mean that in 1984 people have it means just over the course of their career he's for sure volume wise you cannot argue with that there's no way it's semantics man it's semantics whatever you attack my list i attack yours whatever okay so anyway (laughs) anyway all right let's go to number four guy again who um normally plays a lot of good guys doesn't necessarily always play um he doesn't always play the villain, but um, he has played a couple characters who may not have be the best people <laughs> of people. Um, but in terms of uh, pure, pure, pure villain, uh, let's go to Christian Bale in American Psycho. Um, mm. I don't know. Have you seen American Psycho? No. It is, <laughs> it is a strange movie, I will say. It is a very, very strange movie. Um, well, it's a but, remake, right? But I believe so. Um, But (laughs) it is one of those movies that after you see it, again, like I, after, I kind of put it in the same realm of like, not necessarily Seven, because Seven, I just felt like, I felt dirty after I watched Seven the first time, like I needed to take a shower. 
after watching American Psycho the first time, I kind of got a similar feeling. Like I was like, I don't really know how I can exist for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, that that's kind of ironic, right? Because one of the big scenes is the killing in the shower. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's the whole where he's like dressing up the apartment and he's got the the music sort of happening in the back. The hey, Paul. <laughs> And then the, the axe thing. So, uh, but yeah, Christian Bale uh, and American Psycho. All right, <clears throat> give me number three. Uh, let's do my favorite performance from this actor. He's got a movie coming out uh, next month, I think. We'll go Leonardo DiCaprio in Django mm, mm-hmm. Unchained. Has yeah, to no, be on there, right? Is that, yeah, that's no, my favorite role from him. What about you? No argument. Oh, uh, is that my favorite role of his? That's tough. Uh, is it a great performance? Yeah, for sure. What um, I'm trying to think of, like, obviously he's been in a bajillion movies, but I'm trying to think of, like, maybe the performances that really... So The Wolf of Wall Street and The Revenant, for me, are, like... And mainly The Revenant. Like, The Revenant, after I saw that, that movie in totality was just amazing. But I, yeah. I don't know. His performance was so over-the-top in Django. For me, I think it'd be between... The Revenant, um, Django, and I—I I really liked him in Shutter Island too. So, yeah, I think Wolf of Wall Street, Inception. Um, I mean, gosh, you could even throw in the Titanic at yeah. that point for what he was doing. But yeah, definitely not known as a villain, as a villainous figure. Yeah, um, he's definitely not a good guy in The Revenant. I don't think. Um, well, he's the but, protagonist. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good guy. Um, well, that doesn't mean he's... Oh, yeah. doesn't mean he's a bad guy either, but Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood, I loved him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah, I, I didn't finish that one. It is very long. Um, all right. So well, get... my, my plane ended. My, my plane ended <laughs> um, there's... Before, before I could finish it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the ending to that movie, you ha- I mean, is... Dude, I we can make a full list of movies that I have to finish. I mean, you have John John Wick four on there. I mean, there there is a list of movies that I need to finish. All right, well, I will give you a number two on this list. Somebody who's probably always been associated with good guys. Um, I would say he's in that uh, Tom Hanks sort of Tom Cruise always playing the good guy type of person. Although he does have a couple movies where he's been a bad guy but i would say perhaps his best role of all time was in 2001 in a One. little known movie or not a little known movie but it's just kind of you'll get the joke in a minute but um called training day and that's denzel mm. washington in training day denzel is always the good guy yeah denzel's like the father of our country yeah <laughs> i know he really is like I don't think anyone can say a bad thing about Denzel. I know, um, mostly because of his performance here. But I mean, I I remember him as Coach Herman Boone. Yes, from Remember the Titans. So definitely a lot different in Training Day. Yeah, Training Day was that is a performance where I mean, again, that again, that's one of those where you walk away from the movie and you're like, that was. Like, I will remember where I was when I saw this movie <laughs> because of him. That's funny. We will re- you will remember. <laughs> yes, exactly. The day you saw Trinity. <laughs> uh, 
but he's, I mean, kind of like Tom Hanks, right? Like Tom Hanks is always a good guy. But in 2002, he was a bad guy in a movie called Road to Perdition. And Road to Perdition is an outstanding movie if you haven't seen it. Um, but he's always a good guy. He's always a good guy. Um, and I'll give you number one again. Do I think this is the best performance on all of on this uh, list? No, probably not. Um, but if you want to talk about somebody who is more associated, I mean, you cannot name this person uh, as a bad guy because he is literally always, always the good guy. He is the biggest action star in our oh, country yep. at this moment. Okay, I got it. His name is Tom Cruise, but yep. he had one little-known movie that didn't get a ton of attention. It was in a movie with Jamie Foxx called Collateral. Called Collateral. And if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't seen Tom Cruise play a villain, if you don't like Tom Cruise as an actor, well, maybe it's because he's always playing good guys. You should watch him play this stone-cold killer in collateral because I remember after watching that movie, my dad had kept telling me we needed to watch it and seeing him play that type of character. I was like, I don't know why he doesn't play villains more because he's so good at it. Yeah. I mean, just a child actor. I, he was on there for me. You're totally right. Can't think of, I mean, he is known for top gun, top gun Maverick, all the mission impossible movies. Um, bunch of other stuff but not this villainous role that he takes in collateral mm-hmm. and he's a real, I mean, a, real a-hole real real scary dude to jamie fox i mean you're talking i mean and you're talking too about a movie character i mean if you if you remember the movie and anybody who's seen the movie i mean you think of you think of him as like ethan hunt you think of um you know certain other characters in different movies that were like i played assassin roles um his character in that movie is as quick with a gun, as brutal, as deadly accurate as any movie character that you'll ever see. He was as dialed in as a as an assassin in terms of like his effectiveness as any other movie character you will see. Um, he was he was amazing, and that movie gets really really overshadowed, which is a shame because it's outstanding. Um, you could almost put, gosh, you could almost put Will Ferrell on this list. In Barbie, yeah. Yeah, Barbie. He was um, also in a Lego movie. Lego movie, yeah. He was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that, and then, I mean, he's just he's just Will Ferrell, man. He's not a, he's not a bad guy. So Matt Damon was a villain in uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Um. He was a, a big villain in that movie. <laughs> um, he was kind of a villain in Interstellar. He wasn't a nice dude. Yeah, he wasn't great. <laughs> he wasn't great, but yeah. What do you What do you think of my list? So, I I so I put down I put down Tom Cruise before you started because I knew you were going to go there. I put down Josh Brolin because mm. before before he took up Thanos I don't think he was really known as a villain Josh Brolin yeah yeah a villainous was he a villain in Sicario no right um again I he's not the villain but he's not a good guy either (laughs) 
So okay. he kind of toes the line. <laughs> kind of toes the line. Wow. I mean, talk about talk about an outstanding movie, Sicario. Holy smokes. Right, but I just I just don't think like when you think of Josh Brolin, you're thinking of Thanos. Oh so yeah. Like he would own a, he would almost be a, a villainous actor at this point. I mean, right he now, was so. a villain in Deadpool. Um, <sighs> he kind of was, but kind of wasn't. Yeah, like that's how I. That's why Alan Rickman was so tough because, in a bunch of movies, Snape is sort of a villain, but by the end, there's no way that you can say Snape is a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. I'm looking at some of his other movies. I mean, he certainly became a villainous actor after Thanos, right? Like, I mean, he's got. I mean, he was a good guy in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, True Grit. Um, he was in the Men in Black movies. Um, he was a good guy. So I will say. Oh gosh, is this a spoiler? Do you know do you know who Robert Downey Jr plays in Oppenheimer? Um I know he's plays a big part in the movie. I don't know I don't know off the top of my head who he plays, but I won't say anything. I'm okay. not going to say anything. You're okay. going to you're going to watch the movie. It's not worth it. Not worth the conversation. I will tell you that one of my favorite movies from Josh Brolin, I mean he's in the movie. It's just an outstanding movie in general. It's a movie called True Grit. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, Haley Seinfeld, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin. That movie is outstanding. outstanding. I feel like it got a lot more love the farther away it got from its release, but um, that movie is amazing. Um, what so about who Matt, else? Damon who else and, uh, Matt Damon and Weep on the Zoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's chaining up all those animals. I mean, he's a villain. <laughs> What are we talking about? Who's right. a bad guy? Uh, do you have anybody else? No, that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, I could see the Josh Brolin thing. I could see the Josh Brolin thing. Um, but oh, I mean, you know what? Actually, um, and this isn't anywhere near the level of those five that you gave. But Henry Cavill in uh, Mission Impossible. Um, oh yeah, Rogue. Nation. What was it? Which one was it? I believe it was Rogue Nation. Yeah. What What's the one before Rogue Nation? Uh, Fallout. Fall. No, I think Fallout was. I think he was in Fallout. Uh, yes. Rogue Nation is 2015. Fallout is 2018. He was in Fallout. Yeah, these dumb names. He was in Fallout. Can we just call them? Like, I like how John Wick. They give us the names. <laughs> Three, four, five. (laughs) Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Let's not beat around the bush here. Three, four, five. The second one? (laughs) But I like how how they went Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, and then boom, they just ended that. That trilogy's done, and they're like, now we're just going bam, 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 bam. The same thing with Fast and Furious. Mission Impossible 3 might be my favorite of them all. I love Mission Impossible 3. (laughs) Yep. I think I think every time we talk about entertainment movies, we somehow get there. Yep, yep, yep. Got to, got to. It's just it goes. It's it's underrated, man. And I, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, let me let me just put you on the spot here, because I think we're we're running out of time. But there's so an actor that has predominantly played 
a hero or a a good character, which actor that has played those types of roles would you most like to see in a villainous role that hasn't gotten that opportunity yet? Um, you know, somebody who I really do think <laughs> it's funny because I had, I had a name that jumped right to my head. Oh gosh. Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans was a villain in the great man. Yeah. But he was also a villain. And knives out. And knives out. And he was a villain in Scott Pilgrim. Ah, you're right. That was, that was like his first, I think that was like his first movie. Yeah. So I, I thought of him. I did. Um, yeah, but who are you thinking of? So Matt Damon doesn't play a lot of, uh, um, a lot of bad guys. And he feels like an easy answer for me because yeah. he's my favorite actor, but I'll give you sort of, uh, somebody who was my favorite actor at the time um, when he was making a ton of movies. And I wish I would see him in more stuff, but he's tied down to a franchise that is going to be going until 2031. Uh, if you kind of know where I'm, where I'm leaning. Um, yeah. A I bunch think, of blue, a bunch I, of blue people. I think Sam Worthington would be a great bad guy. He's got an awesome, he could have, I could see him having like a menacing voice. Um, well, if you watch how saw... brutal his character is in the Clash of Titans uh, and Terminator Salvation, um, yeah. like he, I think he would make a great, a great villain. You saw him in the, uh, gosh, the Andrew Garfield Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, he's. I mean, he's like obviously a good guy in that, but he's by no means supportive. Of everything that's happening, no. Um, so he's kind of that like disciplinary. Him and Vince Vaughn in that movie kind of play yeah. against against their sort of type. Mm-hmm. In that, I think it works really well. That's a great performance by Vince Vaughn. Yeah, to be honest. I, um, what about like a? I know Chris Hemsworth. He played in what was that called? It was like Spider Spiderhead. Spiderhead, yeah. But that movie was. I mean, that wasn't very good. I would want to see him. I think he could really have some fun as a villain. You know who? Um, you know who's great. Like I think has had a couple chances to do both, and is really good at both. It, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh no, we don't say good things about Jake Gyllenhaal in this household. Oh, why not? Because he uh, he cheated on Taylor Swift. Oh, treat- gotcha. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He wronged. He wronged the Almighty. Okay, well, you can talk about it. You can talk about it as an actor, then. Um, because he no, did play a, he he did play a villain <laughs> in Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, you he remember was, he was pretty good. And then you have uh, Nightcrawler. When was he a good guy? When was he a good guy? Yeah, well, I can't even think of a Jake Gyllenhaal film right now. So he was a good guy in Brokeback Mountain. He was a good back in good guy in Prisoner. He was a good guy. Well, I, I mean, I guess he was a good guy in Brothers, kind of. Prince of Persia, um, <laughs> The Guilty, <laughs> um, it, it, Nocturnal. Uh, no, I actually don't think he was a good guy in Nocturnal Animals. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but um, Southpaw, the... he's not a good person in Southpaw, but he's a good guy in Southpaw. Um, he's technically the good guy, so... Uh, but Sam Worthington would be my pick. Sam Worthington yeah. is my pick. He's all, he's always a good guy. Always a good guy. You know but what? But he's played like you know, tough good guys, and I think he could be a really good villain. 
you're gonna like this and i'm kind of it sucks that i'm sticking with the same theme of uh marvel actors but a tom holland like douchebag performance would well, be pretty interesting so his his new show on apple tv he's playing uh he's playing like a uh a murderer oh well perfect yeah Sign i think it's up. Yeah, it's uh, it didn't. I don't think it got. Um, I think his performance got really good um, reviews, but his show did not. Um, what is it? Oh, crap. What is it called? Um, it literally just released like a month or two ago. Um, he was in the Lost City of Z. Remember when you and I saw that movie in theaters? No, I don't because I fell asleep through it. Oh my goodness. The only movie I've fallen asleep. I've never I totally forgot. Um That's I think the one movie that we walked out of and was like, wow, that was awful. That was not worth our money. You know what the funny thing I liked it more than you did, but the funny thing is is it actually was really well reviewed. <laughs> um yeah, by robots. Probably that was like the first iteration of AI at that point. <laughs> right. So right in those comments. His move so Tom Holland show is called The Crowded Room. On Google, it's actually a four point six out of five with like five hundred and eighty six ratings. But um so IMDB has it as a seven point six and the fan it's like split between like critics and audience. Like critics on Rotten Tomatoes thirty three, but ninety two for the audience. And he's playing um, like this kind of psycho-ish sort of killer dude. I think he's um between the between the trailers and stuff. I can't quite tell um what his issue is. I can't. I don't know if it's a memory thing, but I think he is um uh like murdered somebody and uh, is either having trouble remembering or he's just kind of unhinged in the movie. So I mean, in the TV show, it's on Apple TV. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Fortunately, there's a lot of good stuff happening on Apple TV. Yeah, we I, I said earlier the uh, Foundation, I guess, has been getting really good reviews. Um, you have Ted Lasso on there. Um, we just got Hulu. The, Should I start How I Met Your Mother? You don't have enough time for that, dude. You can't even watch the the last season of Witcher. That I don't know. Well, I just so I just finished Better Call Saul, and that I was I don't like watching a lot of I don't like watching more than like maybe one or two shows at a time, and I was tied down to um, Castlevania and Better Call Saul, and I finished them both. Um, Castlevania was probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. If you if anybody who likes Arcane is listening, you need to watch Castlevania, just from the standpoint of. Like I, I had never watched an anime before in my entire life. It's not something that I really ever thought I would enjoy, but I felt sort of dumb excluding it, like never having dipped my toe um, into watching it. So I found a show that wasn't. Um, I mean, I found a show that was in in English because I don't like listening. I don't like listening to dubs, and I don't like reading subtitles. And uh, I recognized the name Castlevania because it was a uh, it's a video game, very popular video game. I never played it before. Um, and the first episode, the first twenty minutes of the episode, because all ep- each episode is like twenty to thirty minutes, just hooked me immediately. 
The animation is beautiful. Um, and anybody who's a fan of Arcane, I'm telling you right now, just go watch Castlevania. There's a spinoff show coming out next month that I couldn't be more excited for. So that's my one minute blurb about one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think anyone's listening at this point. Um, well, so one one thing, last thing, you're at a theater, you can get. Oh my gosh, Stevie! You get, <laughs> She's good. <laughs> you're getting two things at the uh, at the snack stand. Well, one getting? has to be popcorn. Does it? Does it have to? It does Do have to. You have popcorn? to get popcorn. When I go to a movie, I normally don't get anything. Um, oh, but but oh, you can't you can't like go more than twenty minutes without peeing. Well, yeah, if I'm drinking a lot of water, then I have a difficult <laughs> difficult time. <laughs> um, but uh, I have to pee right now, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, but if I if, if for me it's just popcorn, like I, I like if I'm gonna get a snack, I really don't need anything else. Just give me a big thing of popcorn, and I'm good. The only problem with movie theater popcorn. It's nothing to do with the taste because it tastes delicious. But man, the amount of butter that they slather on there—that's what makes it good. But it actually starts to upset my stomach after a while. No, wait, yeah, I mean, I completely understand that. But Jenna will; she's in the opposite. You're saying too much butter. She, she wants the added butter. Well, no, I do too. Like I, I love the butter. But what I'm saying is that too much of it starts to hurt my stomach. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, I got to get, if they have an icy machine, um, that has to be, that's got to be my drink. And then, I don't even know what you call it a drink. I'm going to get like a box of dots or I'm going to get a box of milk duds. They have the, uh, the cookie dough bites are pretty good. They're like a little crispier thing. And then the sad thing is I'll eat the snacks before the, like while the previews are going. Yeah, I know. You got to wait. You got to have some self-control. That's why you got to do popcorn. You got to get a big popcorn because there's no way you're finishing it during the previews. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Just shoveling in there, two hands going. Rub, 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 rub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we have reached the end of our time. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I, I was a little worried about where this episode was going to go, but I'm, you know, we've done this for long enough now that I, we, uh, we made it work. <laughs> we, we salvaged it. We absolutely saw. We found we found two wooden doors for us to plop up on, and we're safe. We survived. Heck yeah, absolutely. None of us are left in the. We didn't leave this podcast in the icy water. Absolutely, Titanic. Nice. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, football season, like we said at the beginning, is it's here. It's not around the corner. We're not waiting for it. It's here. Um, going I'm forward, you didn't uh, mention the fact that the Raiders just whooped up on the Niners. Well, it's preseason. Who cares? I also didn't mention the fact that Derek Carr absolutely went bananas in his first preseason game. And I'm so so happy. I'm so happy. I hope he just sticks it to the Raiders this season. I hope they win the Super Bowl. Um, Are you you a Raiders fan? I am a Raider fan, but I'm a Derek Carr fan. And honestly, if they played the Raiders, I'd probably root for Derek. (laughs) That is sacrilege. (laughs) Like, I just, again, was it time to move on? Yeah, probably. But they did him so dirty on the – I'm not getting into this. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We got so much football to talk about going forward. 
Um, we got fantasy stuff that we'll be talking about. I did my first, like, just I did a mock draft today just for fun. Um, just and it was like five minutes. Um, and uh, my god, there's a lot of good players. <laughs> this, this, there are like seems to be so many viable options for fantasy this year. I, I got into the fifth and sixth round before I called it, and I looked at the people that I drafted and was like, wow, if this is how this plays out, then I'm gonna be super happy. <laughs> um, and I was drafting 10th out of 12. So, um, so a lot of football going forward and obviously basketball is going to be around the corner here soon. Playoff baseball is going to be here. We're going to be packed going forward. So lots of sports coming forward. I know Stevie, I'm almost done. All right, everybody have a wonderful week and we will see you all very soon. See ya.